Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. Good morning, Las Vegas. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. Oh, baby. I'll tell you. Da- David Difference? I have one job, man. That's to start the live stream, and I didn't even do it all the time. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> oh, my God. What's yeah. that? Why, why are you so well lit? And I'm over here in a dark cave, man. I That's don't know. That's disrespectful, Mark. I... <laughs> You got the same lights I do. Maybe I got to sit back or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. You know, it's good, good all morning. good. Good morning, man. Good, good morning. Blessed to be here. Welcome to the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I am the aforementioned Mark Hoke. Doing my thing. We're going to bring it all to you today. We got a terrific show lined up. David Difference. Oh, what a difference a Dave. <laughs> They get tilted the camera down. We're live streaming. Yeah, I don't right? know what's happening with this. Somebody, I don't know. You're, you're all over the place. Messed everything up in here. There right? you go. Now you're looking good. Hey. Nice. Hey, Twitter world. What's going on? And uh, we also have sitting in today my esteemed, well, actually, I guess technically because I have to be listed as producer Mark Hoke on that one. And my phone's going off, and I do apologize. Jeez, I'm professional. I know. Uh, Jose Volante. Yo, yo, yo. Good morning. Is, doing, doing the thing on SportsX Radio on Monday. and See, normally you have to keep me in line on Monday nights, and it looks like we have to keep you in line today because you forgot to put your phone on mute. You're a producer. I, Come on. Man. I failed. Yeah. Ah, it's okay. I failed. It's okay. Strike one. Strike one, you right, know, Dave? Because everybody is, well, I, we're so today, popular, yeah. the phone's just blowing up. What am I going to do? Yeah, listen, listen. That's true. That's true. When you're popular, I get it. I guess. Man. Yeah. You know, it happens, but it's okay. But Jose's sitting in with us, and we've got a great guest today. I cannot wait for this one. The fightful invasion of the Mark Hoke Show continues. Joel Pearl is going to be joining us from Fightful.com. So looking what? forward to having Joel on the show. Oh, man. I get to uh, be on In the Weeds on the Fightful Overbooked channel a few weeks ago with him and uh, Jeremy Lambert. And now we're going to put Joel on the spot. He's Canadian, by the way. We get to give him crap about that. What? What? what why would we give him crap? That's a beautiful nation. It's okay, but you know, still, it's Canada. Oh, don't get Mark started with countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, don't get him started with a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> countries, Bud Light. Ooh, oh my God, Mark. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw that one. Yeah, he's out of control. Yeah. Oh well. And I did my homework <laughs> on on that whole situation. It's whatever, man. Thirty billion dollars, baby, down the tubes. They'll be all right. Did you see, by the, way, by the way, I don't know if you saw we were talking about that because WWE had uh, was did a sponsorship with Bud Light for Money in the Bank, and they fell out of the top 10 of beers sold in the United States last week. That's crazy. You know what's interesting is after we had that conversation last week, I'm driving, and I see somebody coming out of Albertsons with two big 24-packs, and I try to take a picture and yeah. send it to you. It's still popping, <laughs> man. It's still happening. They still love it. Yeah, well, pretty interesting stuff there. But, yeah, check that out on our YouTube channel. We've got a nice little clip about that. But, yeah, great show today. The the Bloodline 
craziness continues as Jey Uso standing alone this week after Jimmy got beat up. Grayson Waller gets his debut this week on SmackDown, and boy, was it a good one. We've got MJF and uh, Adam Cole torturing each other. They're having a great time on AEW. A lot going on, fellas. Very busy. Very so busy. much, so much, man. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to find a good place to start. But I guess, you know, let's uh, we'll, we'll talk about the bloodline a little bit here before we... Because I, I have a topic later on for hour number two that I kind of want to lead into with it. But but I, I want to I ask Jose something here on this. Because, yeah. you know, Jose, you're one of those guys, right, that disappeared from watching pro wrestling for a long time. I mean, David, how many times do you and I hear that? Um, now, I watched yeah. WWE during the Attitude Era and then kind of faded off and stopped watching it. How many times do you hear that, Dave? Uh, 73 times per quarter. <laughs> <laughs> exact number. It's it's a lot. Now, I know you watched SmackDown mm-hmm. for the, probably the first time in a while this week. Oh, yeah, and I'm not disappointed that I did. I'm very excited yeah. and happy that I did. What would you think? I like it. If I'm being honest with you, um, for me stepping away for a while from the wrestling and watching it and all, it hasn't changed. I mean, it's, it's still exciting. Um, and my wife is sitting there trying to be negative about it, and I'm like, babe, <laughs> This is entertainment. You tell me you can jump off that top rope and do what these guys are doing and tell me it's fake, then we'll talk. When oh, I, if I don't see you jumping off that top rope, I don't want to hear it. Did she drop that bomb on she you? She sure did. And to me, You're I'm sorry. You're kidding me. Wrestling is not fake. I don't care what you say. 100%. If you watch what I watched this past week, as many times as I watched it, there is nothing fake about it. Wrestling is 100% real. They get hit. They get hurt. And I love it. And this whole thing with the bloodline that you guys are talking about, because I know David mentioned it earlier before we got into the studio as well. It's a beautiful storyline. I got to obviously get backtracked and learn a lot more of what's going on leading up to this. But I'm excited to see what it's going to lead up to after this and what happened at Money in the Bank and then on SmackDown this past Friday. He sounds excited, man. I, I am. I'm ready to go, man. <laughs> I want. Right. I can't wait. I like that, man. Yeah, because, you know, this this story has been going on for over three years now. I mean, this is this is going to probably, if it, if it culminates at WrestleMania, you know, we're talking a four-year storyline on this, David. Four years. Yeah, it's an epic saga, man. The best thing going. Yeah, and of course, what happened this week on SmackDown, they did a tribal court mm-hmm. where the boys put Roman on trial. <laughs> yeah. You know, Roman, Roman's at least got a career in soap operas for sure. <laughs> at least at men soap operas. What'd you say? You know. He'll be able to do soap operas. Okay. Because he can pull the tears, man. <laughs> ah, it looked like he was fighting to get that tear out there, oh. man. I, I watched it a few times. But, yeah, yeah, he pulled it off. Yeah, so, of course, so so what ended up happening was all the, you know, the Usos are putting Roman on trial and showing videos of what a jerk he's been over the years to them and, you know, making him feel terrible. And, you know, Roman gets all upset and he takes off his tribal chief lay and, you know, hands gives it to gives it to Jay, and you know gets down on one knee, puts the whatever belt that is, the the super gold. What I don't know, we, we got to come up with a fun name, a yeah. fun name for that. Super gold sounds. The, good. The, we'll put the super gold belt on the floor. You know, <laughs> gets down on one knee, and you know he's bawling his eyes out and feels terrible, and you know it's like I, you know Jay, you're you're going to be the tribal chief, and then just 
wham to the huevos rancheros as soon as Jay leans over. Beautiful shot, by the way. I give him I give him a nine five on that one. Yeah, it was an excellent shot, right on point. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Good, good velocity. Yeah, I mean, just you know, <laughs> good velocity. <laughs> for for huevos rancheros shots, it was pretty high quality. Huevos rancheros, yeah. Yeah. The and, one thing that's pretty cool too, though, that I noticed at least again, I'm I'm getting into this and I'm watching is how the crowd was singing the entrance noise and this entrance song for the Usos in London, but yet it continued. You know what I mean? Leaking into SmackDown, which is something that you want to see, obviously, because now the crowd is shifting. Right? It, it, that's what it looks like, at least. That yeah, obviously Roman Reigns is the guy, but what is the crowd going to start doing, and who are they going to start backing a lot more now? Obviously, you want to see that controversy, and you said it—three years, four years, whatever the lead up. The WWE knows how to create these scenarios for sure. Yeah, Amen. yeah, and but we're going to talk about them ruining them a little bit, just a tad <laughs> later on today. But but you know, right now, so now Jay and so of course they beat Jimmy up. Jimmy ended up in the hospital. Jay comes back and. Jimmy and excuse me, Jay is challenging Roman Reigns. You know, you know, beats him down again. Everybody's going crazy, and he's holding up the the super gold in the ring, and says, "I I want you, big man." So, what do you think, David? It looks like we're headed for SummerSlam with getting that Jay Uso match. Which I, I'm a little surprised they're doing it so quick, but it looks like that may happen. Maybe. Yeah, I mean... It's not official, but maybe. Right, right. It looks like it's leading there. I mean, because they just had the tag team match, right? So, but I do think that, yeah, you got to get that out the way so we can get to the other feuds. Because I I can't see uh, Jay rocking that super gold. You can't? I can't see him beating Roman Reigns and taking it to the next level. I don't think it adds to the story there. With that many belts being there, though, that's one thing that I was talking to Mark about yesterday. Because, again, (laughs) I'm starting to learn all these belts, and I'm sitting there going... This is not what I'm used to. What I'm used to seeing, it's <laughs> right. a little bit ridiculous, but you don't see him contending at all or actually being the guy, huh? I don't. Well, I, I mean, for the storyline, I don't know. Like, it's got to be something epic to take the title off of Reigns. Definitely. Epic. And I don't know if he carries it. Like, where does the story go once he has the belt? Then they just feud for a little bit. I think that we're still looking or miss not looking at Cody Rhodes next WrestleMania, which is God. they talk about being the plan. That's got to be the big we finally beat Roman Reigns for the belt, in my opinion. So do you think this kind of gets squashed? It's just it's it's good it's good right now because of what's going on, but eventually it's going to lead to another storyline somewhere else? I love it because it's not like a blood feud. Gotcha. I mean, it is a blood feud, but it's not where, you know, they hate each other. They correct, still correct. realize we're family. You know, family fights, and, you know, we you know we see it all the time. Like, I used to fight with my brothers, yeah. but they're still your brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's get it out of our systems and then move on. I'm, I'm sure there's a higher arc that's coming. That's well, my opinion. Well, and then you bring him Cody Rhodes, too. And one thing that I you know, we really didn't mention last week on last week's show was at the press conference, they asked Cody about the heavyweight, the you know, the lineal – WWE World Championship, not Seth's gold belt that they made up, mm-hmm. but which is the black belt that Roman has. And he said, that's the one I want. He said, that's the one that finishes the story. If you don't know that, uh, way back when Dusty was wrestling in WWE, he had a, a match where he won by disqualification and was holding up the, the WWE champion, well, be the WWF championship at the time and but never won it. So he he wants to win that championship. So how do we get 
that singular belt, now that we have three belts with Roman, how do we get Cody to the one belt? I mean, this... <sighs> how does that storyline work out, though? Because like Dave just said, he doesn't see Jay doing that. Roman Reigns probably still the guy. The storyline is there. But then you also have a new storyline now with Cody Rhodes, right? With Brock Lesnar and everything that happened the last couple of days. So it makes you wonder, where are you going to go from there? Right. Yeah, I think that's just a filler feud to build him. I mean, you beat the monster, right? Right. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm over Brock. <laughs> I'm over Brock. I love Brock, but like it's like too much the way they use him. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Not one bit, Mark. Well, you want to tell him that? Yeah, tell him to his face. I'd like to see that. Let's bring, bring him in bring, studio. Yeah, bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> bring him in. Let's get him God, in. I would love to see you take an F5 Why would you? Why would you lot. like to see me take an F5 in the parking lot? You keep lot. trying to get me into finishers all the time. <laughs> so, okay. so, so this is my fault? I'm just saying. We have a, a toxic, we have a toxic culture here at the Mark Oak Show, man. <laughs> Is this what I walked into, guys? Yeah, yeah, Come on, sorry man. about this, man. Hey, Derek, we might have to roll out, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in here. It ain't right, Mark. Let's let's start over. Every every week is like twenty minutes in. Let's start over, man. Who's who's finish do you want to take? Um, uh, that's a great question. I, okay, it would have to maybe Charlotte's the figure eight. I know why. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we let's get our break in? Because, of course, coming up next segment here, we've got a terrific guest coming on. Joel Pearl from Fightful.com is going to be joining us. So we're looking forward to having him on the show with us. I'm Mark Hoke, David Difference, Jose Vellante sitting as well today. Having a great time with the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here on 101.5 FM. K-Dawn, the talk of Las Vegas, Odyssey app worldwide, streaming on YouTube and Twitch, too. We're everywhere, guys. Thanks for joining us. We will see you on the other side with Joel Pearl. The Mark Hoke Show is proud to announce our partnership with pro wrestling's premier charity, the Cauliflower Alley Club. For nearly 60 years, the CAC has stood strong, assisting members of the wrestling industry in their times of need. Please join us in supporting the Cauliflower Alley Club by becoming a member for just $25 a year or make an individual donation today. Go to caulifloweralleyclub.org and give back to the people that have brought us so much entertainment and joy in pro wrestling. Once again, that's caulifloweralleyclub.org. Infinite Wellness can help you achieve your goals and look and feel your best. Our regenerative medicine clinic utilizes stem cell and exome therapy. We also have a comprehensive weight loss program and numerous other services you can find on our website at infinitewellness.info. We're located at 8925 West Post Road, Suite 100, right across from Ikea. You can book your appointment today by calling us at 702-842-2244 or find us on social media at infinitewellness.lv. We'd love to be a part of your journey. 1015 FM KDON. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, let's keep this party rolling, guys. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. David Difference, Jose Vellante. Boys, are we having fun yet or what? I'm having a great time. appreciate you guys for having me in today. Non- nonstop excitement here, man. Well, that's what we do. That's yeah. why we got the ratings. All day, every day, man. Through the roof. Ratings matter, baby. The kids love us out there. That's what keeps you going. The kids? 
Yeah. I looked at the demo, man. It's it's grown folks. We got to tap into the kids market. Come up with a Mark Hulk cartoon or something. <laughs> <laughs> right? Bedtime story oh. cartoon book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. God, nobody wants that story. That's for damn sure. It's pretty boring. Oh, no. <laughs> true. Yeah. True. Very true. Well, <laughs> well, it, it is true. It's true. Yeah, Kurt Angle, man. Yeah, I pulled it. All right, well, let's get our guest on the show who's patiently waiting, hanging out up there in Toronto. He is from Fightful.com. He's He's one of the best in the business. There's no question about it. So, uh, Dave, you want to put him on the live stream and let's get him rolling here? Oh, wow. Yeah, you got to do that. I thought she was doing that. Oh, no, you can handle that. Now you're ruining my intro, but that's okay. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We got we to get in sync, Mark. There we go. Joe Pearl's on. Joe, what's up? I can't hear you guys at all suddenly. Can you hear, can you hear me, Joe? and I hear nothing. Joe, can you hear me? It's Jose. So that's fun nope, for me. Okay. No, because I thought I was muted, so I guess not. Can you hear me? No, nope, nothing. Can you hear nothing? Mark? We need sign language over here on the camera. <laughs> Look at Joel. Uh, Mark, Mark <laughs> messing no, there we up. Go. Mark, me- Mark messing up hey, over there. Now there we go. Us. That should help. How y'all doing? Oh, doing all right. Sorry. What's going on, Joel? Yeah, you might get a little blank on the live stream there for a minute, guys. Sorry. We're <laughs> uh, we're st- we're still getting our we're, – we're synced in through the board on here, so I'm having to do some extra stuff. David, it's I think we have work. enough ammunition now to yeah, go at yeah, Mark, yeah. so I think we're good. Oh, yeah. stop it. Come on, we're just adding it up, Mark. <laughs> oh. How you doing, Joel? Doing great. I just assumed y'all were burying me before you brought me on. You didn't want me here. <laughs> no, we were saying Mark great was, stuff yeah. about you. Mark Stop was. it. Stop it. it. Joel, how are things going up there, buddy? Things are great here in Toronto, Canada. It's uh, it's about 11.30 a.m., so I'm awake, more awake than maybe y'all are, but uh, things are great. Yeah, how are y'all doing? We're conscious. That's what we do in Las Vegas. It never stops. Yeah, magical, man. Breathing. We was out of Chica's last night, me and Mark. <sighs> Benitas. I was not there, babe. You know, I was on the couch watching movies with you last night, so don't let me get in trouble right. with these guys. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is what I got to put up with, Joel. Hey, listen, I've got Jeremy Lambert three days a week. I've got Kate once a week. Listen, if I don't have people talking this kind of issue, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Joel, you know, we were talking about the bloodline leading in here, and the, the newest chapter looks like Jay is going to be coming after Roman. Uh, what are your thoughts on this as the, this story progresses? They have found the right time to introduce a whole new chapter of the story in Solo Sokoa, of all people. This is the best part about the Bloodline. I, I was saying this on other shows I do, that the Bloodline story is an insular story. Everyone else who's come in to challenge for Roman's title is just an external factor. It's always been Jimmy, Jay, specifically Jay, versus Roman, and then they introduce Solo, and Solo adds another another chapter another peel to this onion and i love it because it keeps the story fresh and yeah we're gonna do jay and roman again but we haven't done that in front of a live crowd so let's get that out of the way and then possibly jimmy down the line there are still layers to peel back we've still got paul Heyman. paul Heyman's a giant you know piece of the story and piece of trash if you ask the usos so <laughs> there's some good there's some good stuff coming in i like where it's going we're uh we're in the probably what the top of the fourth maybe the bottom of the fourth if you're roman reigns at a press conference after wrestlemania right. wow only the top of the fourth i was thinking we're kind of more in the sixth or seventh but yeah this i mean it's got to end soon doesn't it they can't they can't milk this thing forever if they can take it to wrestlemania 40 in philly i think we're in a good spot I don't. I think we're starting to set people up to be okay with the fact that Roman is not 
defending that title at every single ple he's not defending it on every single smackdown but instead you're getting main event storylines coming out of it yeah the title's important and they continue to make the title important without him needing to be defending it right away so it works we're we're fighting in here about who should be the one to take the belt off roman should it be jay should it be cody and joel what are you thinking about that i mean is who, who's the better who choice? Was fighting? We weren't fighting. Well, we we're, were discussing, yeah. having a gentleman discussion. Ah, we'll call it a fight. It sounds better. <laughs> it sounds better. Right. So y'all were just throwing down over who should beat Roman. I guess. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's like Twitter. Everyone's just fighting over nothing. Right, right. Everyone's fighting over something they can't control. Uh, for me, it's it's Cody's story. It It is, and again, I, I know I just talked about the, the external factors of challengers, but Jey Uso got his win. He got his his separation from the guy who was, for all intents and purposes, abusing him for the last three years. He has gotten that reward. Now he's going to walk into SummerSlam and potentially be a renewed man who who may not win but gets a lot of respect out of it. You could pull the trigger. You could absolutely have Jay Uso walk out as champion, but I don't think that they are in that position just yet to tell the story of what next. And I do think that Cody kind of... He said it during his promos leading up to WrestleMania 39 this year in L.A. He said, you know, you'll be a, basically a king without a castle, a Roman without a reigns, and the bloodline's going to fall around you, and then I'm going to take the title. Well, we're in the process of doing that. Right. And that's, again, for all the times that we go back and talk about other stories in other companies and, and talk about this thing happened on social media and this thing happened in a promo, we're going to be doing that with this storyline as well. And that's probably one of the better parts of, of this long arc of the bloodline. Yeah, very good point. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you were up at Forbidden Door, and I wanted to get your feel about the atmosphere of what that was like for for us. I know we were at Double or Nothing, and you know there was the controversy about whether people thought the crowd was into it or not. I, I don't think we had any issues at Forbidden Door for sure, but uh, give us an idea about your experience up there with being at that pay-per-view and doing the scrum, the whole thing. Yeah, so Kate and I went as accredited media. We had a very busy Sunday. So I will preface it with, I was up at 7 a.m. I was out with my kid. I've got a 15 month old uh, kid and we were up and doing stuff until Kate and I had to go do a a show. We had to cover at 11 a.m. So we were doing that. Then we had a show that we had to do in a studio for a couple hours. And then we went to the show. We went to Forbidden Door. Uh, I was getting tired because I'm an old man, but the show itself was, was great. I mean, the energy was palpable. Everyone in that arena was into it. Uh, Kate turns to me at the main event. She says, did you notice how everyone's kind of quiet for the the Danielson and Okada beginning? They're showing reverence. And I said, Kate, it's 1145 in the evening. People are tired. <laughs> <laughs> People were actually into it. They were yeah. enjoying the show. Uh, I, I got into it as, as you know tired as I was getting. Um, but the show was just, it was special. And you could see that it was special. And people had fun because this Forbidden Door show was a really good mix. I'd argue better than last year in terms of storytelling with matches being set up and some dream matches that Forbidden Door would bring you. Uh, Danielson and Okada didn't need like this ridiculous build. They just needed two guys being like, I'm the best in the world. You're the best in the world. Let's find out who's the best in the world for real. And then you had Kenny and, uh, and Will Ospreay. And those two already had a story going into it. And they continued to tell that story. I don't need to tell everyone you know, or defend what was going on with the booking. But in my opinion, there was enough going on that people felt comfortable, confident, and excited to be in that building. And uh, that's what we got. 
And then they did a press conference and that went until two 30 in the morning Eastern. And I was exhausted. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, those press conferences yeah. are Dave, Dave, you and I got to go through our, our first yeah. one. I was like, when is, as much as you love being there, you're like, okay, when is this over? <laughs> right. It was a little much. It, it was a little much, but you know, those press conferences and, and, it, and it's funny that I, I saw a whole lot of comments because I was checking it out after I got flamed and looking around and, seeing what everybody was saying about about those scrums and it's it's kind of a really a a difficult spot for people when you're asking questions except like when you're asking tony now there you're kind of in reality but it's it's very it's very awkward because you're asking questions that you're kind of coming in between reality and fiction and then people say well these press conferences are worthless these guys aren't journalists what are your thoughts on on handling those press conferences like that because it is rough so mark i think when you were on in the weeds on overbooked we talked about this and the way i put it was it's a kayfabe vortex you are in there trying to get real answers out of performers and some are performing and some are not uh peek behind the curtain we were told in the room by someone who worked in AEW that you know oh get ready will osprey his 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 press conference is going to be something else. He's going to be fired up. Well, that wasn't exactly what we got. We got a very raw and honest Will Ospreay who was willing to answer just about every single question pitched to them. But we were told, like, you're going to get an in-character Will Ospreay. Nope, we didn't. And then we had Tony Storm, who, by the way, I think she does these masterfully because uh, she gets in, she gets out, and she just does her character. And you know what you're getting out of her. And th- that's where it's okay if you're a reporter who's talking about whatever, just trying to get some sort of article, some sort of info. Uh, you can ask that kind of question to her. And yeah, she'll have fun with it. So it is how you navigate the waters, understanding what wrestlers coming in with what demeanor. Brian Danielson, very open, very honest. Tony Khan, he'll kind of he'll, he'll pitch you on everything before he actually answers the question. And that's no shade of Tony Khan. Uh, I felt like I really got the only straight non-publicity answer out of him when I asked him about Final Countdown and how the rights fees came about on that. And he gave he gave a very honest and very full answer, and I didn't have to push back too hard. And that's something that I hope more people who are in that room get to do, and that is push back when they want a little bit more than what you're getting out of those press conferences. Yeah, David, David enjoyed it. Yeah, Mark got roasted. See, you asking the right questions. <laughs> I like how he does that. Mark got roasted, but yes, you did ask the right. Yeah, that's question. that's the viral moment we got to take that's away. The like, yeah, you you asked a great question. I like the uh, the final countdown. That was you, huh? Yeah, that was oh, me okay. because I when they walked into the room when when Danielson walked into the room, the, someone kind of alluded to it, and then nobody followed up on it. And so when it was just Tony alone, kind of turned to Kate. I'm like, did anyone ask about final countdown and the rights? And she said, I don't think so. So I just wrote out a question and I was like, okay, here we go. And uh, yeah, that was me. Yeah, re- re- Respected journalist, <laughs> not getting roasted by Mark. You embarrassed us, Mark. Stop it. <laughs> Stop John, it. I-, I got a question for you. So is that something that, you- that you're doing? Because you kind of mentioned how some things don't get asked or don't get asked a certain way, right? Or you got to push a little more. Is that something that you make like a priority for yourself when you see other journalists that are there doing the WWE or any type of wrestling coverage to maybe ask the type of questions that no one else is trying to ask? I try to ask different questions. It also depends where I am. If, if I'm at a media scrum, so I was at uh, Elimination Chamber in Montreal for WWE, and 
I had a chance to speak to a lot of different stars. I spoke to Natalia. I spoke to uh, Austin Theory. I spoke to Bronson Reed and Raquel Rodriguez and Sami Zayn. And my questions there were mostly lighthearted because I want them to feel comfortable doing what is essentially going down the line and being asked the same questions the entire time. So for me, it was like, hey, Bronson Reed, you've done the uh, fabled NXT Halloween Battle Royal. Talk to me about that. And we kind of got into that. And then he had tried to order food on Uber Eats the night before. (laughs) So I was like, did you have Schwartz's, which is a very famous deli in Montreal? And we started talking about food and just like ridiculous things that kind of break them out of their shell and make them feel more confident because or, or more just more comfortable because you never know down the line if you're going to speak to them again and they're going to be like, oh, I remember this dude. He asked me this. And now I feel comfortable knowing that he's not going to try and take me down the path of weird questioning and, and try to get a clickbait article out of me because uh, wrestling's weird like that. You know, people get their guards up and I understand it. So for me. The more comfortable I can make and the more normal I can make these interactions, the better. And, you know, I, I hate putting over Sean Ross Sapp because he's technically my boss. But that's don't, something I learned from him. Do directly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I love Sean. I, well, you know, of course, you're mentioning about what happened up in Montreal as well uh, at Elimination Chamber. And we've been seeing a lot of the international events happening with, you know, what we had backlash and we just had money in the bank in London and, and all these great events up in Canada as well. What is your take on the major organizations taking their cards outside of the United States and people are raving about the crowds and everything else. And, you know, obviously things get getting crazy up in Canada too. Uh, How are you feeling about the U S maybe kind of getting pushed a little bit and people getting into the international market just a little bit more. I mean, here, let me, let me put it like this. How much longer is left on your TV deal in, in the States with WWE? You've still got another year. You're potentially outside of your, your window for, uh, for USA and Fox. You, well, reportedly you are, and you're still trying to find a broadcast partner. Meanwhile, in Canada, you got two people and one of those contracts is about to be done. And the other one is currently airing AEW. So what do you do towards the end of your contract? You give them a hot crowd. You bring in the executives and say, hey, look what you got here we should probably bring that to your television station because we can bring you those numbers every single week. You go to the UK, that BT sports deal. Guess what? It's almost up. What are you going to do? Oh, Hey sky. Hey, ITN. Remember sky sports used to air all of our shows. And now you didn't because we didn't take you seriously. Well, we brought you money in the bank and a hot crowd for two nights, biggest gate in an arena history for WWE. Maybe you should think about bringing us back. Cause we'll bring your numbers. Yeah. You got, you know, the free, the free channels airing AEW, And that's amazing. I'm glad that it's happening. But now it's about how they're playing that game. And it's about getting TV rights fees. It's about getting site fees. That's a big thing that Nick Khan wants to do. And they continue to find success. That John Cena promo has raised a whole ruckus because of, you know, we're going to bring WrestleMania to London. And Triple H, Paul of X says, well, maybe not. But also, if enough people leverage their MPs and the MPs say, guess what? Our wallet's open. Let's do it. Wembley WrestleMania, two nights. We'll do it. Because money talks, and that's what WWE is all about. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. You're a publicly traded company. Make your money. Yeah, absolutely. And and I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a, a lot more com- uh, competition in the international markets all over the world. It, this is going to be very intriguing because that, that John Cena promo was done for a reason, for sure. I mean, it was not done just to be cute. It was done to... Hey, you know what? If you guys want to want us to come over here, you know, and look what's going on, and you you know you brought it up. There's a lot of money to be made, and you know they want to get it. So 
pretty fascinating stuff there for sure. Uh, Joel, hey, we got to take a commercial break. I, of course, uh, David and Jose, we, we should do that too, just for fun. <laughs> take a breather. <laughs> yeah, so let's get, a, let's get our commercial break in. And when we come back, we're going to have more with Joel Pearl from Fightful.com. We'll talk to him about what's going on with the site, what he's doing up there, and a whole lot more. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back on the Mark Hoke Show here on Kate on 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. Stick around for the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. We'll be right back. If you're looking for an award-winning dining experience at outstanding prices, look no further than Unique Eats. Whether it's their incredible breakfast platters, amazing pastas and sandwiches, or world-renowned pizzas, celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco will have you covered. Check out their coffee and smoothie bar, vegetarian options, catering, and top-flight service. Visit Unique Eats today at 3100 South Durango Suite 100. Call 702-992-3038 or go to uniqueeatslv.com and we'll see you all at Unique Eats. 1015 FM K-Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show here on K-Don. 1015 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. David Difference. Oh, what a difference a Dave makes. It's very different. I just want to warn everybody. <laughs> In a good way, man. It's, it's very different. U- unique. H- how do I even top that? Like You don't, Jose. <laughs> I just can't. can't. I'll take a back seat to that one. It's, a, it's, a, it's almost impossible, but Joel Pearl can do that. Joel joining us here on the Mark Hoke Show from Fightful.com. You know, and Joel, I, and, I, and I apologize for blanking the mics early when we were talking about the because I was making that it's true, it's true joke for a reason. Because my buddy, Chris Van Vliet, Ask Dave Meltzer this week about the star ratings because he had given Will Ospreay and uh, Kenny Omega that six-star rating for that last match. And Chris actually, somebody finally asked Dave a question about it because Kurt Angle has never had a five-star match. And I'm curious to hear, Joel, your perspective on something like that and, and Dave's star ratings. How do you feel about that? Because I mentioned going over the you know, going over the five-stars kind of yeah you know five stars is five stars best it can get but some people have had some very low ratings and never had five star matches what did you think of that it's it's a subjective form of entertainment wrestling is entirely subjective i walk into the art gallery of ontario i point at a painting and i say that's a three out of five i can't (laughs) paint that painting i can't do that Wrestling is so subjective, and I, I appreciate Dave's view on rating matches. I think he has a good scale for him, and I think that it's a good roadmap for someone who's trying to find wrestling that maybe appeals to the same senses of Dave Mel- as Dave Meltzer, and that's fine. At the end of the day, you're going to watch what you're going to watch. Someone who maybe didn't watch AEW Collision this past Saturday, maybe they were watching MLW's Never Say Never show because there was something there that appealed to them. And that was a good show as well. Collision was also a good show, but it's all in the eye of the beholder. So Dave's feelings, he was one of the first people to really get the star ratings over. And as a result, people stuck with it and they stuck with Dave specifically. You don't see Wade Keller do it or he does do it, but it's not nearly as important 
as the weight of Dave's scale. So for him, it's, again, truly subjective. He loves New Japan. He admitted that in that same interview with Chris Van Vliet that you're talking about. And that's okay because he's still trying to be as impartial as he can, but he still has his scale that runs to him. And there are millions of people doing these star ratings as well that are worth you know being paid attention to, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's it's interesting too when you talk about Dave and Brian Meltzer and and guys like that that people very much seem to get super divided on some of the things that they say, some of the stuff that we say or you guys say at Fightful, and you know criticizing you know AEW as opposed to WWE and vice versa. But I personally think this is probably the best time to be a wrestling fan that, that I can remember. I mean, I've been following wrestling since the early eighties. I know Dave, you know, you probably around the mid eighties somewhere in there. Uh, and, and it blows me away that people rip one company other and just aren't enjoying what's happening right now, because this really is to me, a golden age of wrestling. Joel, what do you think about that? Best time to be a fan. Worst time to be covering the business. If you're a completionist, it is, <laughs> It, it, there's so much content, and that's the name of the game. Uh, it, there's something for everybody. I cover Impact Wrestling for Fightful, and I love most of what Impact puts on the, on their TV, but a lot of people aren't watching it because they feel like after 20 years of watching Impact develop, grow, fall, pick themselves back up, they have a pay-per-view called Hard to Kill because it is literally their mantra over those 20-plus years, that they still appeal to me, whereas they might not appeal to somebody else, and that's okay. I really, really wish people would get out of their heads thinking that the most important companies are the ones dealing with the best ratings. Ratings mean nothing to you. Just watch the show that entertains you. If you don't like something, that's fine. Don't be weird and like obsessive about it. Don't attack people over the views of not enjoying a wrestling show. That's something I've never understood. I'm sure I'm guilty of it when I was younger. But like, <laughs> think about it. Just think about it. Take a step. Take a breath and enjoy the shows you're watching. Or don't, and then walk away. That's okay, too. Yeah, and of course, you do the great coverage of Impact for Fightful, and they've got Slammiversary coming up, and this is a huge card. If people have not been paying attention and seeing what's going to be happening this this upcoming week, man, loaded to the gills. This is going to be a great, great event. I am very much looking forward to Slammiversary. It's happening in Windsor, which is about four-hour drive for me. I'm not going, but I will be covering it over on Fightful.com. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff. I'm actually interested to see who's going to be replacing Steve Macklin because, unfortunately, he was injured uh, during the Australia tour in Wagga Wagga, so they're going to be announcing a replacement, uh, I believe, on Busted Open on Monday morning as to who's going to team with Bully Ray to take on PCO and Scott Demore. Rest of the card, though, shaping up real nice. Well, what are you most excited about on the card? Aldis and Shelley have suddenly become this big match and i think when nick aldis won that uh that number one contendership match at the last show people were kind of like oh god we're gonna do macklin and aldis and it's gonna be aldis wins and nobody wants to see this and then they turned nick aldis into a real dick and it was perfect and then alex shelley having that history of being you know an impact legend and finally winning the big one shocked a lot of people and now they're telling a really good story macklin his time will come back around, especially when Josh Alexander comes back. But that's that main event is something I'm very much looking forward to. And, of course, Leo Rush stepping in up against Chris Saban for the X Division title is something that people need to get their eyes on. Yeah, this is going to be a blast. I recommend everybody check that out. Now, tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing on Fightful 
because for people that may not be familiar with your work, well, they darn well should be because it's amazing. Oh, thank you. So I am on the main channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Every Thursday night, there is a Ring of Honor Impact Wrestling post show. We combine the two, myself and my co-host, Crest the Star. We cover Impact after the Ring of Honor crew does their show. So that's the main. And of course, all the Impact stuff is there as well. But the main channel that I work on and that I oversee is called Fightful Overbooked. If you go to youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked, you'll find content from myself, Jeremy Lambert, a plethora of other people. We uh, we do shows every single day. We drop content every day, sometimes twice, three times a day. Uh, Jeremy and I do a morning show Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 Eastern called In the Weeds, where we kind of get into the weeds, as it would be, about different wrestling programming, numbers, stories, whatever it is, and we interview wrestlers. This past week, we had MLW stars throughout the entirety of the week. Court Bauer joined us. Delmi Exo joined us. Alice Hammerstone and uh, Gene Snitsky joined us as well. Wow. That was, <laughs> nice. that was a hell of a conversation. So I, I ask you all to go check that out. And like I said, different people giving different opinions on wrestling every day on Fightful Overbooked. Now, you and Hammerstone have something in common, by the way. You play One. mean guitar, don't you? <laughs> I, I used to. I've uh, I've dialed it back a little bit. Pandemic was weird in that I was on the road. I was in the States when the world shut down had to come across the border at the last second. We were calling venues after every show to thank them. And they say, yeah, you were the last show in here for a while because we had to get shut down by the government. So I took a break. So here I am. Talk about wrestling instead. Nice. Can, we get, can we get a little, uh, I see the guitars back there, man. Can we get a little sample? A little sample. <laughs> I would if I could, but then I got to plug everything back in. I got a pedal board down here. The amps are not live right now. Another excuses. Time. Excuses. All oh, right. Oh, <laughs> all good. Well, Joel, if everybody wants to find you on social media, we got about 15 seconds. Tell everybody where they can get you. At Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L, everywhere. That's anywhere you find social media, that's my handle. So go ahead, find me there. That's awesome. Joel, hey, thanks for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. It's a pleasure and uh, always looking forward to seeing your work on Fightful and uh, always a blast, buddy. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Joel Pearl, everybody. What a great guy amazing guest man yeah he's something else and and that and the shows he does on fightful overbooked if you haven't seen them they're awesome i mean just a, a great time and he and jeremy do a terrific job over there so would highly recommend checking those out he sounds like he knows a little bit about wrestling just a tad just trust a tad me bit. <laughs> just a tad a little bit, little bit all right well we know a little bit about wrestling too and we're going to keep talking about it because that's what we do here on the mark oak show david difference yes sir jose Volante. yes sir just doing our thing, man. So stick around, everybody. We've got a whole lot more coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit, uh, you know, Logan Paul, a little bit of money at Madison Square Garden, all sorts of crazy stuff going on this week in the world of pro wrestling. And two buddies fighting, just like David and I do. Yep. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and I want to apologize to the uh, family of Leaping Lenny Poffo. Yeah, you might have to. That was bad. <laughs> All right, guys, stick around, everybody. We'll be back on the Mark Hoke Show right after this break. See you at the next hour. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at the Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.